Welcome to episode 422 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Righto, team, welcome along to episode 422 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. How you going, man? Outstanding, and you? I'm on top of the world. On top of the world. We had a big morning already. Down. You weren't ready when I got here. Well, last week, John turned up at notes. 20 past 7, and this week he turns up at 22 7. But you sent me the text yesterday, got to be done by 9.45. I thought, righto, I'll be on time. Yeah, well, you could have told me you were going to be early. Okay. And I had to get notes done just in time. Although I have no nicknames. You had no nicknames this week? There was only three. I've done them. But I think there may have been. Some. There's some more, but you, you didn't have them on the list, so I've, I've done uh-huh. my part. Okay. I've done my part. I was ready. <laughs> so the rest of them we'll do next week. Anyway, guys, I am Talk is proudly brought to you by slstry.com. Oh, get some cool gear. Athlinks.com. Social networking for endurance athletes. Extreme endurance. Your lactic buffer. And Coffees of Hawaii. Coffees of Hawaii. Amazing. Nice. That's what I say. It's just amazing. Okay, guys, in this week's show, we've got uh, some news. We've got an age group of the week. We've got an interview. We have. We're talking to Justin Deere from Endurance Corner. Very good. And then we're going to do some questions and answers at the end. Okay, so first of all, news. And the big news this week is that Root is having its 30-year anniversary. I want to do a bit of a, a tribute to Root coming up. And I tried to have a bit of a quick look around last night when I was doing my prep for today's show. Uh, and there's not a huge amount of information I could find easily, readily available. So that's going to be on my head is that, But is it partly the 30-year factor? You know, like it's the internet wasn't around. Yeah, I know, but I, I, it was, I, and also the fact that it's changed from being challenged from Iron Man to challenge. So I really wanted to, to go in depth and get into the big history of the sport and where it all came from. And we will get Felix on the Legend Show one day to go through that. But yeah, I, I was, I was struggling to, to, to find a huge amount about it. One thing we will say is uh, it is an incredible feel that they have got assembled for their 30th anniversary. This is very, very high quality field uh, I would definitely say outside of Kona it's the strongest field so of better the year. than okay well okay. yeah no it's, be, it's better than Germany it's better than uh, better than Melbourne, Melbourne. Um, is it the just, men's yeah, yeah I, I think so um, you know if you've, you've yeah, we'll go, we'll go into the fields in a second. Okay. Um, but in terms of uh, challenge, it's been challenged since they switched over, I think, in 2001 or 2000. It was either in 2001, 2002, no. they switched over to being a challenge race from, from Oh, was Ironman. it that late in the piece, was it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was earlier, but no. okay. A yeah. couple of highlights that I had was uh, Lothar Leader. He was the first man in rote to break eight hours, first man anywhere in the world to break eight hours. And then also Luke Van Laird in the classic 1997 race where he just managed to catch Jürgen Zak and went 7.50 to set a record that stood for many, many years. And then you had Jürgen Zak at 7.51 and you had Hal Regal not too far back. Um, and that was just a, an amazing day where they just smashed the living crap out of that race all day long. And then I think probably my third moment that I found that was of real significance at wrote was uh, Paul and Newby Fraser going 8.50 in 1994 and from what I could see that record I'm almost positive it stood until 2008 on the weekend that Bevan and I did it went the on the, I think we must have raced maybe on the Sunday and then on the Saturday, was it one way or the other Austria was on and I think it was Sandra Wallenhurst she went under and also 
had uh, Yvonne Van Vlerken and Erica okay. Chamor go under at Rote, and those two had the, the fastest two times. But then, of course, WTC said, well, it's not an Ironman world record. Uh, and so they were trying to claim there was a new world record when the time wasn't actually. Well, quite. probably another highlight that needs to be kind of recognised is Chrissy's 818. Oh, yeah. Just is it the world ridiculous. record? Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, like eight eighteen, so like you know, it took them bloody forever to beat bloody Paula Newby Fraser. Then Christy puts thirty minutes on it, and she went eight nineteen the year before. And then when you have an athlete of the caliber of Rachel Joyce, then go the next year, and she's only able to go eight forty five, yeah. and she's one of the very best in the world. Man, she was on another stratosphere. <laughs> really, eight eighteen. So she went eight three years at Rote. 209, 210, 211, 831, 819, 818. Now, obviously, eight, eight, uh, 2011 was a fast day because Andreas Rayleigh went 441 um, hmm. or 741 that day as well. So, you know, but still, 818. That is, she was a freak of nature, wasn't 49 she? 49 swim, 440 bike, 244 run. Look, you've got you to, yeah. you know, say Newby Fraser's record stood for, for what, yeah. 18 years? Yeah. I mean, can't I can't, seen this in a long I time, can't can see this being beat. You're going to need an absolute freak show to come along, you yeah. know, like a Brownlee or, or like another Chrissy. But there's nobody out there racing at the moment that could can get close. Is to Is she that. the most dominant Ironman of all time? Because I know Paula was pretty dominant as well, but Paula had her challenges. Like yeah. Erin could beat Paula. Mm. You know what I mean? So mm. you know, Paula was far out in Kona. Yeah, you can take nothing away from the yep. woman. But we're, Aaron, we're, we're, talk, be, we're yeah. talking the premium of the premium here. Yeah. So we're comparing, you know, like gold against gold. But mm. um, you know, if you said Chrissy's at her best, uh, you know, if Erin and Paula were at their both at their best, I think you know Paula showed in Kona she had the the medal over her. But elsewhere, it was um, yeah fifty fifty. But you would say Chrissy Wellings at her best anywhere in the world. She's just going to absolutely annihilate the field. Not so, not even but, close. But then even I'm saying. Iron Man, so even better than Mark Allen. Oh yeah, yeah. I would definitely say so. Yeah, you know, she just was phenomenal, wasn't she? You know, if you had Mark Allen lining up at a race and you had all the other best guys there on the day, you'd say, yeah, I think Mark Allen's gonna he'll he'll probably win this. Yeah. Um, Chrissy turns up, you go, oh, turns game up over. is like this is a game. Yeah. Well, even her last Iron Man, where she bloody yeah, you yeah. know, where she had the shoulder, she mm. was yeah. Something else. So she's crushed, right? It's uh, it's an it's amazing race. If you ever get the opportunity to go there, it's uh, yeah, it will. It's it's a different experience from from any other race that, that I've been to. Granted, I haven't done a lot of the other European Ironmans, and I know they have some amazing ones. But in terms of uh, crowd participation, um, it's obviously a fast place to race, and just got that history and, and aura about it. It's a pretty cool, pretty cool race to go and do. So the race actually started in 1984, and it started as a short course race, mm. and it didn't go to Ironman until. 1990, mm. and then it was the European Championships, wasn't it? Yeah, and they've had the European Champs there there a lot. Yeah, and then eventually, it obviously, there was a, a problem, <laughs> and it changed the challenge. Oh, it wasn't really a problem. I think they just wanted to do their own gig, but we'll, we'll find out about that in due That's course. Stage, yeah. But yeah, the fields are sensational. So I'm really looking forward to probably the girls' race, potentially even more than the guys' race, because you have Caroline Steffen, Rachel Joyce, Yvonne Van Vlerken, Michelle Vestibu, and Marinda Carfrey. So there you've got f- if, if you, f- five, if not the top five in the world. Now, there's a couple of others you'd throw in the mix, potentially, like maybe a Mary Beth Ellis and probably um, Meredith Kessler. Yep. I can't think off the top of my head if there'd be many others that not you'd throw job. in the mix. <laughs> not good, apparently, it is not good enough for me not to know every single thing about triathlon. We'll go into that uh, maybe later on. later on. Uh, but 
Yeah, that is a sensational field. And it's a cool dynamic because you've got Joyce who will who'll lead out of the swim and probably with Vestibu and um, and maybe Caroline Stephan if she can keep up. And those guys could mm. really start to crush it on the bike, especially if Joyce and Caroline Stephan are on fire. And then you're going to have um, Carfrey, who's probably going to be off the pace coming out of the swim, and then Yvonne Van Vlerken, who's even going to be further off the pace. So it could be a, a fantastic dynamic. And fingers crossed we see um, some great racing. Traditionally, Marinda Carfrey does not race anywhere near the same level outside of Kona yeah. that she does. That's her, her A race. So it'll be interesting to see if she has her A game. See, look, that's the problem. Not the problem, but the one thing is we all know everyone peaks in Kona. Mm. And so races like these, even if they have great fields, you, you can't guarantee that it's going to have that stellar race because some people might just be treating it as a, yeah. you know, a B so, race. So they'll be fit but they may not be kind like, of fit. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that should be just a sensational race. You've got Julia Geiger in there as well, Rebecca Keat. Um, and there's, there's Rebecca Keat, there's, she smashed it there one year, didn't she? Oh, yeah. She did about 840, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, she's, she, is, she's, she has done the business. She's not quite the same athlete that she once was, but still should be, should be in the mix. And I, was, I was reading that Australian book. Oh, yeah? And uh, there's a photo of her years ago. Well, she was junior and everything. Yeah, yeah. before Mecca and that, like in the 90s, early 90s. Yeah, she's, she, I think she must be similar age to, to us. Yeah, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was great. Yeah. And then on the guy's side of things, again, just an amazing field. I mean, you take, if, if you look at, at a similar way to the, the woman, you know, there's probably only a couple of women missing there. On the guy's side of things, you know, there are a number of names missing, but still, when you've got Luke McKenzie, Aniko Lanos, Timo Brach, Dirk Bockel, Pete Jacobs, uh, Nils Fromhold all rocking up along with James Kanana. You have got plenty of Kona yeah. top five top fivers and Where top did tenors get last in there. Year? He got uh, he got fourth, I think. Yeah. So I should know that. Yeah, okay. He was either fourth you or fifth. That, John. Um, he was fourth <laughs> or fifth. But I think he'll be. He and he's won wrote before I think um, so he'll be right in there I, I think the interesting thing for me you know we still haven't seen how Luke McKenzie's going to back up he hasn't uh, you know he had uh, he had helmet issues and stuff and uh, Melbourne, Melbourne. Yeah. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see what sort of a year he has after what was such a breakthrough race it was interesting I was looking at Pete Jacobs website before and it was interesting watching his career though there was like you know the results page and uh, and last year was a pretty bad year for him in, in pretty much all of his races. And I think he had a pretty injury-ridden last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it wasn't a great year anyway. But it was interesting to watch as he's got further down his career, he's raced a lot less. So if you go back to his mm-hmm. early years, when he was still being you know top 10 in Kona, he raced so much. And in the last few years, he's really pulled back on his racing. And it's been really interesting to see. I'm not picking him to, to smoke. Well, yeah, that's the thing. If he wins this, you go... That doesn't fit in the Pete Jacobs model of smoking in Kona. Yeah, when he where did he finish the year? I don't know because he's always done right and he's done pretty well in right. He, he's done well, but he's never won it and yeah, never crushed it. Didn't he win it once? Oh, I should know, but yeah, should. I, I <laughs> don't. I'm going to pull it up. Pull it up. I don't think he has. Um, okay, I, I will be proved, proved, proven either wrong or right in a second, but he traditionally has been somebody who has just used the season to build for Kona, and he has been very, very consistent outside of last year at getting it right in Kona. So, you know, you've got some fast dudes there. No, who, he hasn't won it. No, I was right. Yeah, you were right. Uh, you did know. Dirk Bockel, you know, he had a great race. What year did he win? Uh, he won last year. Last year? He yeah. did uh, 752. Uh, 
It's nice. Um, so we know that there'll be some guys James pushing Canada the bike. James Canada won it in 2012. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. yeah. So you have Luke McKenzie obviously pushing it on the bike. You'll have uh, Dirk Bockel, who I'm sure will be pushing on the bike, and Pete Jacobs. Those three will, will be together coming out of the swim, no doubt. And that's going to put a, some have some real issues for James Canana and Timo Bracht and uh, the guys who are slightly weaker weaker swimmers. So again, you could see quite a different dynamic there with three guys off the front and maybe three guys chasing potentially. And uh, there's plenty of other good pros in there. You've got Joe Gambles, who's had some amazing 70.3 races. Um, Richie Nichols, who knows what he can do, but that he is one of the fastest. I don't know Richie Nichols, who's he? He's the, the British guy, you should know. Okay, he's, of course. He's, yeah. he's a 70.3 uh, sensational runner, just rips it. Like he's outrun Brad Carter felt. Oh, really? Guys okay. Like that. He hasn't really done much at Ironman, but if he if he's anywhere within Kiwi of the leaders coming off the bike, potentially, you know, he could run on that course, you know, like a two thirty five or something like really? that. Really, mm. wow. and then you got uh, Sudri uh, Sylvan Sudri, who on Torsten's ratings uh, didn't really come up. I don't, I don't know whether it's his, it must be his Ironman debut, but he's he's uh, had. ITU long distance world championship medals so he could be another one to look out for so just a mouth watering uh, race John could my be mouth is watering uh, yeah so. it really is it's great to have races like this isn't it mm, you know, yeah. like, and, and you know what it is good nowadays that we have these championship races from my man as well because we are seeing more races with quality fields mm. up against each other, so it's great. Apparently they're going to have some English uh, commentary through the days so in terms of their live coverage. Old Motormouth, uh, Belinda Grange is going to be on there, so oh, you'll be... Yeah, Motormouth. <laughs> you won't be... You'll, you'll have somebody talking to you for 15 hours. Yeah, uh, yep. she won't get a breath in. Don't be worried about Although that. I can't give her a hard time. Yeah, so good luck to everybody racing road. It should be an outstanding day. We had this Vitaman 70.3 happening over the weekend. Tim Reid? We're not big on... 70.3s. You know, 70.3s, but I've got Tim to say, Don. Yeah, Tim Don had a sensational run, yeah. but Meredith Kessler is just ripping it this season. She really is, isn't Absolutely she? Absolutely killing it. So Tim uh, Tim Reed took it out from Tim Don and good old uh, Kiwi Callum Millwood in third place. And what Tim was Don a pretty strong run? One eleven. Yeah, I know. He's, he's. I mean, he's obviously. Uh, from right of you guys yeah. so he's, he's fast um, be interesting to see if he, he ever makes a transition over to Ironman but he's a bit like a, a Bevan Doherty you know he's in the latter part yeah. of his career versus Fredino who's sort of more still in the middle but Meredith Kessler beat Mel Halsteit who is the current 70.3 world champion and she's been pretty dominant herself isn't she yeah so she ba- they basically had identical bike and run splits uh, both rode 221 and rode one tw- and, and ran 121 and Meredith Kessler won it in the swim by getting a three minute lead. Uh, but yeah, got Meredith Kessler. If if she can hold this form, you know the way that she raced Ironman New Zealand and other races so far this year. If she can hold that for Kona, she has got to be right in the mix for for potentially winning that race. So she is going good. Okay, we've got um, the KPR is now happening for the Ironman rankings and we're kind of just about at that point, end of July, top 40 men go guaranteed through to Kona. And uh, just some observations here, John? Yes, I keep looking at this because I am being concerned if Bevan Doherty's going to be making it or not. He's safe. (laughs) And I I wouldn't say he's safe, but he is currently sitting in 33rd position. So I think... Pretty sure he'll be fi- he'll be fine because you have uh, a couple above him that won't be racing. You've got uh, Craig Alexander, who's thirty two, uh, ranked thirty two, and he's not racing. And there'll be no doubt a few others ranked above Bevan in terms of guys like Timo Bracht hasn't actually validated 
yet and and in the top 10 guys like Terenzo Bozzoni I'm not sure if he's racing or not um, and there will be one or two others out there so my Terenzo's, main Terenzo's got a lot of points isn't he yeah, he's done a lot of 70.3s yeah, yeah, and yeah. he does well. He got uh, second at 70.3 World Champs last year. Yeah. And so I was, I was really interested to see. Bevan should hopefully be good to go. There's only a few Ironmans left before the end it's of July. You knew, knew that, John. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I look down the list of who's below Bevan, I'm thinking there's not that many guys that, that are going to miss out that are going to have much influence. So you kind of think maybe this ranking system is actually working to a degree. You know, we're getting the best guys in Kona perhaps the only few that I look down the list and see that I would like to be racing in Kona Tim Dom Tim Dom potentially yep uh, Philip Ospley he's a sensational 70.3 athlete Peter Robbo Peter Robertson, he is the one that is, uh, he ain't going to make it unless he has a, a really good Ironman. He's currently sitting, well, I suppose he's sitting in 56th place. If he races another Ironman race, he's um, probably got a reasonable chance. Brett Carterfield? He won't, right? Yeah, he's he's no. just saying 70.3, so yeah. he's got to validate. But, but outside of that, probably the only one that I see that is uh, not in the mix, who's currently sitting in 46th place, is Marino van Holnacker. Uh, so I don't know if he's got any aspirations of doing any more races, but so far he has Ironman Melbourne, where he got points, and then he's got three 70.3s. So if he wants more points... Wow, he's amazing got, if he won't be there. He's either got to do another Ironman, or he's got to, one of those 70.3s will drop off somewhere so he's still in the mix but it will be very touch and go because I'm sure a few guys might leapfrog him in the next couple of weeks we only got 110 points from St George mm. it's um but you know because over the last few years he's been yeah you know like he's, he hasn't really performed unfortunately but he's been a name hasn't he and yeah. he's got he's got he's got the pedigree but he's getting a bit long on the tooth yeah. he's older than us he he, he might be 40 maybe no, give up now <laughs> give up now <laughs> I think he might because I'm, I'm sure he came out to New Zealand. I've said this a few times when, when I was a junior, and I'm sure he was a couple of years older than me. Wow! So I no. think he, he could be forty. It's over. It's over. It's all over. Okay, we've got Ironman UK coming up this weekend. The big Ironman race in the UK, and Brian Rhodes is coming back. No, he's not. He won Our the previous winner. He won the race in 2005. Good old Rhodesy. Daniel Hawksworth took it out the last two years. Um, the Goss, Lucy Gossage. Hope your training's going well for Kona because you are going down. Is she your challenge? Is she? Yeah. Okay, has begun. So There's not many females. Not many females, but I think there's more than last year. But according to Torsten, Tamsin Lewis is rocking up, and I think this is her, her Ironman debut. Oh, well done. So we'll see. I hope, I hope, hope your heart's okay. Don't go Tamsin. too hard. Don't go too hard Don't at the start. Don't go too hard, and I hope your heart's okay, and I hope all your, your nutrition's all under control. And, uh, and another one on the, the guy's side of things that will be of interest to see how he goes is uh, Yuri Van Stellant, who's a, a Belgium athlete, very, very good duathlete. Uh, and if he can swim remotely well, then he could be right in the mix. Because Who are you picking? Oh, it's a tricky one because uh, there's no standouts on the guys. You've got Cyril Vino, who was ranked first on Torsten's ranking. Kirill, Kirill from Estonia, he's, <laughs> he's, he's ranked second. Uh, so you've got Stephen Bayliss in there. I, I'm picking, uh, I'm going to go for Axel Zeebrook to okay. take this race nice. out. And girls? Girls side of things, again, no standouts there. So I'm going to go for Tamsin Lewis. Oh, nice. Mm. What about Joe Carrot? She's in there? Yeah. Um, who are you going for, Bevan? Uh, Tamsin Lewis. There you Just go. because I follow the wise one who knows everything. Yes. Um, okay, so we've also got John's ITU update. 
good weekend of racing. We had the IT, ITU World short course. short course in Germany. So the Germans are celebrating all over the place, but luckily these races happened before the football. So they had a sprint distance race, and Brownlee's back on top. He took it out. Alistair Brownlee uh, sprinted to victory, so he is back in the winner's Did circle. you watch it? Uh, I watched. I fast forward watched it. I was yeah. in a bit of a bit of a hurry to see it. So they came together on the bike, and then yeah, he just he crushed it with about I don't know maybe a k to go. There was a Lewis, Lewis what's his name Vincent Louis we, uh, came into second. He came round whoever was in third place and got second. Oh, Brownlee, it wasn't ever Brownlee. Oh, I can't quite remember. Okay, he was yeah, the other Brownlee was right there, and, and Gomez was only fourth or fifth so it was, it, was good, it was a good race I didn't watch the girls race but I know Gwen Jorgensen took it out but not, not quite as comfortably she's not as quite as good over the short distance it's Brownlee like I went out for dinner on Sunday night and um, someone was saying that Brownlee was kind of mentioned in his post race interview was kind of saying I'm, I probably won't race as much now because my body's was it, is it? Uh, potentially yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think we're going to see I him I didn't see it but that's what this guy was saying I, I think He's at a stage where he's, I'm an Olympic gold medalist. I've won multiple world championships. What else is there more for me to achieve? And he's really had a big focus on the Commonwealth Games. You know, he wants to have that gold medal because yep. it's another, for you non-Commonwealth countries, you might be, oh, there's a load of shit, but, but yep. he's, it's, it's, a, it's a big priority for him. So, yeah, whether he sticks around for Rio, um, I think he probably will, yeah. but I, I think we'll be seeing him in Ironman. Uh, oh, you think he, you, you think he will? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think he just wants to crush everything. So oh, I, I I'd wouldn't love him to come to Iron Man. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him in. Do you bar, think he'll be a lesson, or do you think he'll be a? Because uh, you know, like there's the analogy, isn't it? If we look at the, the the history, and you know, it's such an individual, so it's kind of bullshit. But at the same time, Lessing was what Brownlee is now. But Lessing came into Iron Man. Later, it, it, too late in his career. So he was still. Yeah, yeah. You, when Litson came over, you, surely you were thinking, "Oh, yeah, I can't remember what I, he came in when I was just out of the sport a little bit at that stage." Uh, I was because he won his first, he smashed his first race, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, but as we had heard in the interview, yeah, he uh, it, was I, a it, it was at the end of the, his career, and I think if Brownlee comes across, Post if he can get the nutrition right, absolute destroyer. I still think Gomez would Gomez would probably potentially even be better at uh, at Ironman than Brownlee. Why? Um, he's not far off. He's only a you know, a very small margin off Brownlee at the moment. But why do you think he'd be better at Ironman? Uh, I'm, I'm not. It's not. He just he seems a bit more controlled and measured, yeah. whereas Brownlee might just go and absolutely smash it. Yeah, and with Chris McCormick problem. Yeah, we've seen Brownlee explode in some races. So yeah, I think Gomez. So Gomez a bit of mindset. Gomez just crush it. Although Gomez is older. So if Gomez comes over yeah. now, maybe he's going to be the lessing experience. Mm. He's still going pretty fast at the moment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then yesterday, the Philinator and I were doing a trainer session in my garage and we watched the mixed relay and uh, that was actually a really good watch. So you have uh, two girls and two guys on each team and the girls start first and it goes girl, guy, girl, guy and it's just super short. I think it's 300 metre swim, 6k bike, one mile run and there was lots of different lead changes and you didn't quite know who was going to take it and you had all your different players within the team like the Poms ended up winning but they had some slightly weaker girls and so they weren't in the front and it was um, it was actually a really good watch and certainly I know ITU want that to be the future of triathlon having uh, a triathlon at the Olympics and also having a mixed relay it's, it means an extra medal um, but it was it was a really good demonstration of the sport and uh, who got second how did the Kiwis go 
oh, we got smoked. We didn't have our yeah. strong teams. Uh, I know Hungary got third, uh, so it was Great Britain. Hungary got third, which was a real boil over. They beat the Australians, who so then got, the Australians got second. Third. No, the Australians oh, got fourth. Oh, okay. French, French got second. Another the Frenchies. Yeah, Frenchies. Um, I'm in Germany. That's a nice pause, Bevan. Yeah, I'm, I wasn't really reading. I was just looking without reading. So we've got, hey, John and Bevan, check out the winner of, of oh, okay. So I'll put this in here. So so you guys have probably seen this, but it was absolute gold. So Sam Guide, who we've had on the show before. Yes. He either won He got Kona, second. No, oh. but he either won his age group in Kona or he I think he won the age group and he was one of the fastest overall. But he's he's just a smoking fast age grouper. And we're talking crappy swimmer, absolute axe on the bike and a sort of sub three hour guy on the run. So he was racing against Antonio is it Colum? Colum. Yeah, we'll go with that. C O L O M. Call call them. Um, I'm in Germany. I'm in Germany. And uh, he's an ex-pro cyclist. Ex-pro cyclist. He's been done for drugs. Got busted for EPO in 2009 and has come back and he is absolutely crushing at an Ironman Germany. He went 8.42. I don't have his... Oh, there we go. And he rode 4.21 when that was basically the same time as the top uh, pro athletes at Germany as well. So he is fast. He apparently is going to Kona and he's in 35 to 39 age group. So you, you, you often say to me, do you think you can win? Do you think you can win? You're screwed. And I'm like, <laughs> there's always a few guys out there like this who are just, uh, no matter how much I train. Yeah, there's uh, another level. I, I, there's another level and, and I just can't go that fast. So, but anyway, so um, Sam on the on the trophy, when they're collecting the trophy, he's got a white t-shirt. Got dope as suck written on it. <laughs> big, big, clear block layers. It is, is absolutely gold on the podium going up, and uh, and apparently there were quite a few hecklers against this uh, the Colum dude who who's a former drug cheat. So. Although it looks pretty happy, he's, he's he's not he's not acknowledging it. Yeah, he's right. pumping his arm up. He's like so he's a Spanish dude, and yeah, apparently he's going to Kona. It's funny, isn't it? You know, one of the reasons to not cheat is because it hangs up because. It, Hangs over you for the rest of your life. There's a New Zealand rugby player recently who died, um, Anton Oliver's father. Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. it? Um, someone Oliver? Yeah, yeah. Um, a very famous All Black, um, very great rugby. And he was an older man and he died. I'm probably I'm not quite sure of how he died, but um, he did something in the 70s in the game where he cheated. And um, they basically they played the Wales. Remember that? And um, Who's the Andy Hayden was the one that dived out of the line. Yeah, but it was who was the captain or something. So he had a big part of to play in the idea mm. of doing that, making that happen. And so basically, the All Blacks cheated, which kind of allowed, kind of faked it. Like, it was almost like diving in, mm. in soccer. And we won. We ended up winning a game, and and it was interesting. Even as this guy's death, that was what everyone was talking about. Mm. You know, and, and they had an interview with Andy Ellis, and Andy Ellis was real pissed off that they saw what they're talking about. Mm. But at the end of the day, you make that choice. And, and I, was, cause I was looking at Nina Craft's website earlier on, and I was thinking, I wonder how many people still go up to her and talk about drugs. Mm. You know, and the, if you're going to take that path. And stay in sport. And so, that's the mm. thing that people are going to remember you by for the mm. rest of your life. And every time you're going to turn up, there's always going to be that aura around you. And when you make those choices as people, you've got to realise the long term, mm. you know, sure, there might be a short performance gain, but if you, you know, people find out about you, it's, you know, you're going to have that stigma forever, aren't you? Mm. You know, and so, yeah. So good on Sam, I reckon. Great. Yeah, there you go. Next up, 
Uh, we've got uh, Emma Snowsell's Joe, Joe Baxter sent us through. Joe Baxter's given us a little result. Emma Snowsell has officially retired this week. Um, I, I thought she'd retired anyway, um, but she hasn't raced for for a number of years. And I know she she tried to get into the last Olympics and um, did not. But she's got to go down as one of the real legends. I would love to see her going head to head with Gwen Jorgensen at the moment because Snowsell was out of this world when she was at her very best on the run, and so is Gwen Jorgensen. So that would have been man, that would have been like Shorty versus. Tallie, she's a midget, and uh, Jorgensen looks looks pretty big. I've never seen. So, why did Snowsell ever go long? Uh, I think she wanted to, but she just got had terrible health issues, injury oh, okay. issues. So okay. she's uh, and I didn't realise that she recently married Jan Fredino. So um, those two are a nice little couple, all married up, and she'll be following him to Kona, no doubt. Okay, not sure if you guys know about the parody Twitter account, The Real Starkey, often cutting into his remarks, but this week he took it upon himself along with the Pay 10 Deep at, uh, at Pay 10 Deep and at Dark Mark to do a quick fundraiser for IMLP. Mac Placid? Uh, the prize purse in LP was skimpy to say the least. Here's what the blue so, from the blog. So what he basically did, the real Starkey, and some of you will have followed him, he's a, he's a Twitter dude. Um, he basically went on there and said, you know, prize money sucks for, for Mac Placid. And, Andrew Stuckowitz? I, I don't think so. I don't, I don't actually know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those ones that's. Yeah, no, nobody yeah. knows. Um, and so they just started a little campaign because seventh place prize money at uh, at Lake Placid was pathetic, and within 24 hours they'd already raised enough money to pay seventh place finish more than Ironman will pay the sixth place finisher. So whoever finished seventh, and if you're running along in sixth or seventh place, you go, maybe I should drop back. I'll actually get a better payday here because, I, I, from my understanding, from just from this email, uh, they uh, they're actually collecting this money and they're going to pay it to the, to the seventh place person. So, kind of taking the piss a bit out of Ironman, that um, they maybe should be sharing a little bit more of their forty five million in annual profits with the very best athletes in the world. So, so interesting got, stuff. Got here. We are shocked and pleasantly surprised. In less than twenty four hours, we have already raised enough money to pay the seventh place more finish more than Ironman will pay the sixth place finisher. Without you, these pros would make nothing and take a big loss after travel and expenses. If you have not yet donated, please consider giving. As the payout for 7th increases, eyeballs will be drawn to the absurdity and hopefully we can shame Andrew Messick and the Ironman into sharing a little more of the $45 million in annual profits with our very best athletes. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a, that's quite a good PR stunt. That it's was, good. Wasn't it? Yeah, good. good on them. I think I mean they've got an obligation to be paying more. <coughs> Understand why they don't, but we've discussed that heaps in the past. Yeah, Jumbo. Just a couple, camps. just a couple of things um, from the guys at Tanya Pora. They've got their Kona Super Camp coming up uh, at the end of August, twenty third to the thirtieth. Uh, you get to train with Maka, Jurgen Zak, and Ben Hammond. So check that out. Uh, TanyaPora.com slash supercamp. It's only uh, thirteen hundred Australian for for a single room or a thousand Australian. That's pretty awesome for a one week camp, thousand Australian. So that is an awesome build up for anybody with late season races. And then they have another camp coming up uh, straight after that the tribal training camp from the 31st of August to the 14th of September with uh, Maka, Jürgen and Belinda Granger so that looks like a two week camp for $1400 Australian which is sensational it's only 200 bucks a day so check it out tanyapora.com make sure that you mention that you've heard about it from I Am Talk and you get a little discount on anything you go and do over there and uh, go check 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 it out check 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 it out. Okay, team sponsor. He wants me to stop. Someone's going to push pause. I got the hand. You just gave me the hand. Here's yeah, the hand. Here's a pause. Not really. And we are back from the pause. Bevan, it's time to get hip.
John, get, get I try to be hip. Last night I was at band practice. Yeah. Because I was telling you about my fashion problem with band, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You must have told us. Yeah. I must have told yeah, you. Yeah, you must you, have. You're here. No, you told us. We're on a scheduled day, Bevan. Well, it's just I, I, I pulled my pants up a little bit. I had the, the fold over and suddenly yeah. it looked cool. And I was yeah. like, wow, that's, that's something I'll do that's when I play live. Nice. And that's what you do when you're a hipster. You do. So SLS Try have now got an LED hipster belt. So what is that, John? So it's basically just a little cool little belt you can have for when you go out running. It's got a little reflective uh, thing on the back, so it really lights up. And uh, not reflective, it's an LED. And then that will brighten you up when you go out running. I guess you could certainly use this when you're out biking as well. It's got a little Ziploc thing in there so you can put on it's your... Cool. keys and all that sort of stuff you can even choose what colour you want your oh, LED you can go fluoro blue fluoro purple fluoro green fluoro red yeah. they're great they're just it's enough to fit in your keys um, you know maybe a couple of gels um, it's nice and small so it's not going to bounce around too yeah. much at all and best thing is they're only 25 bucks so what yeah so what it is basically if you think of it like a Almost like a, a, a running, num- like a race belt, yeah, race belt number thing. But at the back, it's almost like a, it's a very small bum belt, really. Mm. If you think of a bum pack or a fanny pack, the Americans <laughs> call them. <laughs> yeah, your fanny pack. So if you got your fanny pack, and uh, just a very small fanny pack, so it's not, as John would say, it's not going to bounce around much. But then on the outside of the zip, it's got LED lights, so you then will be really safe and bright when you're out there running. And you've got two different flashing versions. The battery lasts about eighty hours and can easily really? and, and can easily and inexpensively be ch- exchanged for a new one. It's two inch wide, sturdy elastic that can be adjusted to fit many different waists and hip sizes and holds a hipster belt in place securely. So no matter how far, how high, or how often you jump, run, tumble, or crawl or hike. Do you know what? What? Guaranteed satisfaction. <laughs> Do you know what? What? It's a hundred percent guaranteed. Hundred percent guaranteed. There you go. Twenty five bucks. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So check it out. It is a good idea because you know, like safety. You know, it's one thing to have the the fluoro tops and stuff like that, but to actually have an LED light on you when you're running, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty cool. And it's just a great way to carry those little um, keys just and gels and keys and stuff, so that, so they don't jingle around in your pocket. Um, I used a very similar thing when I was over in Kona. It's just perfect for carrying about you know four or five gels. Perfect, absolute. And if you get you know some of those clip-on drink bottles, you could use this for your, your carrying a bit of a drink out there as well. So of course the good guys at SLS Try have got uh, all the other gear as well. They've got their fancy Try gear, and they're a bit of a specialist when it comes to all the different coloured socks. They got purple, pink, green, blue, white. Uh, so check it out. I was watching. What was I watching, watching the other day? It was a picture or something. I was. For some you know what's got five star on on SLS Try, John? What our gear. Nice. Five stars. Five star rating. Yeah. Uh, I was watching somewhere and I saw someone run past an SLS Tri Gear. It must have been an, an Iron Man I was watching somewhere or it was a photo, but it's good to see. Good to see it out there. So check it out, slstry.com. Use it to promo code IMTalk5 and get yourself lit up or get yourself kitted out. There you go. Someone, Chris Apple from uh, Salem, mm-hmm. he's bought one. He wants to get another one. Okay, try suits. That's how good the gear is, team. Okay, there we go. Um, questions and answers. John, I've got a question. Oh, I've got questions a good one for answers. this week. Okay, good. Great. Okay. We need one. Okay, so the question we had this week was, if you had unlimited finances, let's say you'd sold your business, you made your money, and you're like, I never have to work again, which mm-hmm. I would love to be in that place. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you? Wouldn't that be nice? I would. I'd still want to work a bit. Well, you still do things to occupy your time, mm. but... To, you know, podcasting, yeah. a little bit of coaching on the side, that would be enough. Yeah. You know? yeah. Three days a week, maybe 
five hours a day, something like that. Yeah, that's, that's all you need. Nice. What would you do with that money if you if you had the freedom to do that? So, um, where is it, John? You've got you've put quite a few bit of stuff on. There. Okay, here we go. Jeez, lots of people are interested in this one. Forty four, in fact. Belfong. She's got. Um, in it, oh, do you want to go? You go for it. Okay. Uh, in addition to buying the best gear that was suited to me, I'd hire a chef to prepare my food for training and racing, have a massage every day, and fly my coach to each race with me. I'd also choose races overseas that I normally wouldn't do due to the logistics and expense, and live train in North America for half the year so I wouldn't have to experience winter ever again. That, that's pretty good use of money. Uh, uh, Martin Sylvester, a full-time coach, holiday home in Mallorca, fleet of Swedish masseuses, masseuses with me. <laughs> and, Happy uh, endings. With no money. Morals whatsoever. At least he's honest. Even Koya's got. Um, I'd like to think that the addition of more money and more time would not change my training as much as one might think. Obviously, there would be a little bit of me that would want to buy the latest and lightest gear, uh, but that's not why I set out to complete an Ironman and what keeps me motivated. I'll probably take the money and time to invest it back into the sport, start my own race. What's more motivation as a new bike is the possibility of it completing against the best in the world in a race you organised. Uh, Craig Willows Keatley would train at Tanyapur all year round. Oh, he's a smart one, that one. He knows nice. how to get on the show. We've got Peter uh, Setchwell. Uh, with unlimited time and money, I don't think triathlon training would figure much in my life. I use the sport as an escape from day-to-day life, so without that, motivation to train would be gone. Peter McLeod, coaching training venue and being able to cherry pick the best races to suit your race style good lead up training uh, at the race venue being able to get there a month out as an example great less stress only pluses Gee, that sounds familiar to your current life Peter <laughs> uh, David Doherty has got um, I would use the money to tap into the ex- uh, expertise that will help me to improve for example participating in Epic Cap with John or he, Tanya Pro did Mecca. that this year yeah oh, there you go as for gear I'd stick with the Porsche level versus Ferrari level and doing long course leading edge touching for minimal gain uh, who else we got here Penny Cummins I'd sleep more the lack of stress and ability to sleep and recover is the bit I missed damn work to Christine McKinley when I saw her this week John did you yeah do you know what she said about you I uh, need to floss. More. Yeah, have you started? Yeah, do it all the time. You're full of crap, aren't you? Yeah. She was happy with me. You know what I do every day, John? Floss. Yes, I do. Good. Because I listen to my dentist. Anyway, I'd use the money to escape winter and go on more training camps, more frequently massages and chiropractor, but that's all. I'm happy with all my gear. Uh, Pete Hagen, let's get real. Of course you can buy speed, comfort and style with the best gear. The one thing I wouldn't ignore is a proper bike fit with subsequently monthly adjustments. Well worth it. Um, he's given a couple of bicycle, uh, bikefitguru.com in Minnesota, USA. Also, we know um, we know now that a proper leg shave is also in order thanks to the boys that specialise. There you go. We've got uh, Brett Tingy. He's got more sleep. Nice. Brett, that'd be a nice thing, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's about all I've, I've got, I think. What, what's Frank Houdini on about here? I don't know. He's got a wank question. Oh, okay. I'm not quite sure what that one was about. Um, I'll do one more. I'll go Aaron Fern. He's got, whilst having the fleshiest gear is always nice, it's not guaranteed that you'll go faster. It helps, but it's not a guarantee. So for me, it would definitely be coaching side that what I would invest in. I've been self-coached since I came into the sport, and whilst I've had some good days and some not quite so good, there has always been the nagging thought of how much faster I could go if I had someone telling me what to do apart from my wife. Having young family and limited income it makes it pretty tough to sell at this moment, but maybe one day. John, 
Tommy, what would you do? Uh, I would, like somebody else suggested there, I'd probably have, uh, I'd, I'd do camps and then I'd have a, it kind of depends if I had kids. So if, if it was in my current situation, it'd be a bit different. But if I, was, if, if I was a, uh, a free agent, I would uh, be going and doing camps. Now, what was that your current situation? Current situation. So you, you've still got like, some life commitments, mm. but you kids don't have to fairly, money. Kids are fairly big life yeah. commitments. That around. Um, I would probably, yeah, look to get away more often and maybe take the family to places where I can be a bit more conducive of training, but ultimately I'd be doing my training sort of nine to five. So I guess for, for me, if, if let's say if I was doing Project 2014 and I had a, had a clean slate, obviously I'm going to train more. I would get um, specialists in to help me uh, across all three sports, probably doing quite a bit of technical analysis in terms of um, you know being in the pool and doing regular swim analysis, um, likewise with, the, with running, whereas at the moment, you know, I'm basically training and I'm following a good program that some masterful coach wrote up for me. Yeah, thanks. So, so yeah, I guess I guess if I was to put it on a couple of things, it would be yeah, more camps and getting away to, to good climates on a more regular basis. Of course, I'd do all the get all the best possible equipment. It's already pretty good, but I'd get um, try to look for every little time saving thing that money could buy, uh, and then looking at the technical aspects of my technique, and uh, that'd probably be the, the three main things. And um, yeah, I think Belfong was on to it. To be honest, I think you know, if, if really money wasn't a factor, mm. you just remove things that are a waste of your time in your life. That you know, like like making food. Like if I'm not sure if mm-hmm. you you know like get a chef, but if you could just order high quality food mm-hmm. and have all your meals sorted out for your week, that kind of stuff's kind of cool. Yep. The body care stuff, like if you get a massage every day, that would just be such a luxury, but actually would be pretty valuable. Gear does help, so you yep. get the best gear, you, and John's saying best coaching. So it's, it's really. The there time. is a lot you can do. There is. You really could spend a lot of money. But I think at the same time, you also want to try to keep some balance in there if you want to be doing this sort of in a long-term situation in terms of I would still want to keep doing some some work and stuff. Family obviously keeps oh, no, you balanced. You've got, you got, you got to have some other things. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I think um, rather than just going and trying to be a pro triathlete, most uh, – Athletes that I see going being pro athletes, they end up going, geez, this is How many pro athletes? This is a good question. How many pro athletes do you think? Like, if we look at high level, high money sports, so if you look at the guys at the World Cup in soccer, those guys have, you know, entourages of people around them just Mm. to make them Mm. live the dream we're talking about here. Mm. How many Ironman athlete pros do you think maintain a level where they actually have support networks where, you know, they can afford to have? Oh, hardly. No, next to none. Maybe one like or two. One or two. Macca and Estate. Macca and Crowey, and, and they, they don't really have an entourage. Um, like we've been round to Macca's place in Kona, and it's him and his wife and his family there, yeah. and he's got a few people running around after him. But uh, so I wonder. I wonder. Then the next question is: if our money, if our sport had that much more money in it, mm-hmm. do you think the performances would be better? Uh, you know, like if let's say I man guys were making fifty million a year, like a baseball mm. player. You know, although I'm not sure if that's what a baseball player plays, but you know, millions and millions a year, and they did have an entourage of people who were. Yeah, I think they would because it's going to attract more people to the sport, and we know that as soon as you start attracting more people to the sport, no, but I'm not. I'm not, I'm not even saying for because there'll be more competition, which and blah blah. blah. What I'm saying we is, we said you had the same current crop of athletes, and, and they, they just had, had that, that much more level of service around them. Would it yeah, create better performance? Definitely, yeah. definitely. I mean, I what I shut. I was, Phil and I were watching the the ITU yesterday and we're looking at going why haven't those monkeys got aero bars on their bike you've got restrictions on um, what you can have on an ITU bike can't be in front of your um, your brake hoods but you're like why do you not have your aero bars on yep it's just like 
you're idiots. It's just like a monkeys, f- apparently. Yeah, I see all plenty of the apes are oh, in it. They're oh, riding their bikes in the background. Anyway, what's your topic this week, Devin? Okay, John. So while we're, while we're interviewing someone, I was having some thoughts, and the thought is, John, what is the ultimate spectator day at an Ironman? So, because my mates used to do Ironman drinking, mm-hmm. and what they do is they basically drink all day, and it was a pretty big day. And so, what would be the ultimate spectator experience? So, so you're going along to watch your mate do a race, Mm -hmm. and you're thinking, I'm going to have the ultimate experience. So, A, I need to see my my mate racing at some Mm -hmm. stage, but what would be the ultimate use of the the 12 hours you're going to be out there supporting? The ultimate spectator day. Belinda and Jen, Phil's wife, uh, already booked in, I think, for for some manicures (laughs) in Nakona. They found a place on the run course uh, where they can go and have so a you go by with it it's yeah. wave yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gold yeah okay so that's this week's discussion what is the ultimate what is the ultimate spectator experience that you could create again unlimited budget unlimited budget <laughs> okay um, let's put some music on here we go Age Cripper of the Week. week. <clears throat> okay, guys, we got an email through from... Uh, who was Gary it from? Fagan. Gary, Gary, Gary. Was it Mr. Consistent? Consistent Deliverer? Yeah. Meeting with, Gary in a few weeks' time. Yeah, he'll go. Oh, disappointing that name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd like to nominate my friend, long-distance training partner, fellow pirate, and teammate at Buccaneer Try, Adrian Get it right, get it right, Adam Bardsley. Where did I get Adrian from? Adam Bardsley. Adam has been plugging away for a number of years and has pulled out the performance that his commitment, consistency and talent has promised. Eventually, after his fat, lazy mate, me, qualified for Kona this year at Lake Tahoe to decide to hire a coach, Scott DeFilippis, recently second at Challenge Atlantic City. Adam's reason being that if he... Could get his waste of space ticket to the Big Island. He could do it. Uh, if I could get this, wait a second. Adam's reasoning being, if he could get his waste of space a ticket to the Big Island, he could do it for anyone. I'm not quite sure what they mean. If basically, if Gary got to Kona, anyone should be able to do it. Oh, okay. Um, Adam has done pretty much every session set by Scott over the past nine months. Along the way, he has written a trilogy of four parts on a site outing exactly why he believes that being just consistent in training isn't enough to qualify. He publicly stated that qualifying at Germany was his goal and to get there he swam his, he's had a swim analysis and worked his tail off. But despite his commitment, Eden had try, has tried to his best to make things tougher by skiing with skiing accidents, hamstring pulls and then fracturing his wrist two weeks from race day. Despite all of this and the Ironman dead tracker showing someone else's splits causing us no end of worry when he showed a 137 swim That's time. That's not going to get you qualifying no. swimming 137. Um, Joe Adam... No, it's Joe. Adam, Adam duly picked a Kona spot up. He joined fellow Buccaneers, David Rowe and myself at Epic Canada before... Uh, the pair of us hit home for the big island. The pirates are very proud of Adam's achievement, although no doubt he simply, as he simply says, as you were. For those looking to get a big island for the first time, they should have a look at his blog, which I'll put on www.imtalk.me, um, for so uh, not so nonsense advice from the man himself on what it takes to get this happen, make this happen. So, John, I'm pulling up the blog. Oh yeah. Yep. He's, Good. Uh, sounds like he's. I want to find out what age group Adam's in. Oh, really? Are you worried again? I'm not worried, but 
but he'll either be 35 to 39 or 40 to 44. Anyway, uh, he's coming on uh, Epic Camp as well. And uh, can have an experience of your life. He can looks like he can ride faster than me, so I'm going to be sitting on your tail, Adam, and you're going to be dragging me through those mountains whilst we uh, give Gary Fegan the shellacking that he deserves. I, I have to say, it's cool that these mates are having this experience together. Oh, yeah. there's three of them coming over. Yeah, uh, and, and the kind of experience, well. you know, like it's, you know, like you, you kind of do spend a lot of time with your training buddies. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, like you probably spend more time with your training buddies than what you do with most other people in your life. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, to have, you know, and the Kona experiences, you know, and, and these kind of camp experiences are such big things in your life. And to have that experience of people who you've all worked hard towards these big goals is a pretty cool thing. So, you know, Adam, obviously it sounds like you've bloody done the hard yards and, uh, you know, have approached it in a quite a, a cool way and overcome some adversity. So, mate, you definitely go down as age, age group, group of the week. week. One, two, three, four. I'm not doing a high five, am I? We're no, boarding no, it. We're boarding yeah. it. Boarding it. Sorry, Ben Shaw. We, we ran out of time. Maybe another week. Sponsor. Athlinks.com. Tell me about it, John. We had Clyde Rosanowski email us through this week. I'm going to go toward it. Back in a second. And I, I'm holding mine in. I need to go for a wee as well. Yeah. But I'm going to suck it up and I'm going to hold it in. Uh, so he says, hi, guys. Uh, just a quick one. We're your sponsors. Big ups to Athlinks who got the 2003 and 2004 Christchurch Marathon and Half Marathon loaded for me. They were not on the marathon website. So I emailed them and got them from the organizers. Then emailed them to Athlinks and went. They were up. Massive personal interest for me as the two years were my two fastest halves ever and now that I am old I needed to see them on my profile or a reminder of how good I used to be. Go Athlinks. So it's an awesome thing that Clyde's done. You know, Athlinks don't necessarily need potentially a link. I think as long as you'd send them like a an Excel file or a PDF or something like that, I'm sure they'll be able to do it, which is what they've done in, in Adam's case. And you can get some of your past glories up there. Um, and I know, I know I've got some of my really early races up there, which is cool. Richard Swan followed it up and he said, uh, if you are short of material for an Athlinks plug, then you'll like this. One of my mates, uh, Clyde Ronanowski, as we know, put up the um, put up the results from the marathon up there. Now I noticed in the race in 2004 and had no idea what a lousy time I ran, so I quickly claimed the results. Now these results um, from that race were pretty interesting and shows how quickly that course was. I was talking about Dale Warrender. He was also talking about Craig Kirkwood. I'm in talk, I am talk listener uh, who ran a 106. Nice. Uh, and then Rosanowski was in third in 109, which is pretty awesome. Bevan was in 34th place in 1 hour 18. Well, that, that's funny you talk about that because that was the day, that was my first. He's, and he has not claimed that result onto with Athlink, oh, Athlink's I wonder profile. why. Um, that was the day I was doing, it was my first training day for Kona. So I, I had some time off and I hadn't done any running and I thought, oh, I'll just go turn up and do the half marathon. Stupid move. Yeah. <laughs> I was not running conditioned at all. And my calves, it took me probably about six weeks to recover from that race just because I, you know, I went too hard too early and then it kind of ended up blowing and uh, it was not a good place. But you were one minute in front of the flying Scotsman, Ian Wood. Oh, there you go. Yeah, the that's that's the main thing. That's the so, main thing. Uh, guys, if you have got some results you want to get up on Athlinks, and if they're not on Weblinks, if you've got them, can get them on file from the race organisers. They can't. They won't be able to accept some crappy scan thing. But as long as it's in uh, electronic format in terms of a, a good PDF or an Excel spreadsheet, then get them up there and live some of your past um, glories. So, nice work, Athlinks.com. Okay, team, we've got an interview with Justin Deere from Endurance Corner. So let's put that on right now. Hey guys, it's Bevan here. I'm just just popping in here to let you know that unfortunately we haven't got the interview with Justin Deere. We had a problem with the recording device that we use when we record Skype interviews and 
while it did record the interview, for some reason we've been in, invaded by Klingons or, or something like that because the sound has gone absolutely crazy and it's just can't be put on the show. So unfortunately, we don't have the interview with Justin on this week. We'll probably get him back on over the next few weeks just to talk about the subject we were talking about. But um, we had already recorded the show and John's gone now, so uh, he didn't know this had happened because I'm doing this in the post-production. So unfortunately, again, we don't have Justin back on, but we'll just get back into the show right now and you can just, uh, obviously, we'll probably acknowledge that Justin was on, so <laughs> which he wasn't. But anyway, we'll get him on at some stage in the future. Let's get back to the show. Okay, Jumbo sponsor. Bevan, it's not easy being being a dad and having sick families. And, no, they're sick, uh, are they? They're not a little sick. But it was actually Belinda started getting a sniffle, started she getting a shoulder as well. I know. Did you give her a shoulder up? Oh yeah, yeah. Poor old shoulder. <laughs> oh yeah, it's only got much sympathy. But if there's some shoulder going on, I get no sympathy in our household. <laughs> Just reciprocated in the same way. But maybe if you break the trend. Then you'll get sympathy in the future. No, that won't happen. Oh, you're not going to break the trend. <laughs> I can break the trend, but that won't happen. You're not going to be the better person. No. Uh, anyway, uh, so she got a sniffle and then she started passing it on to me and I thought, right, let's just bloody fight this. Let's put in the old uh, all black fend or Jonah Lomu fend, just fend yep. this sickness Well, you off. pushed her away. Yeah, I pushed her. <laughs> you come inside. Got too, get out of my face. Probably got too close, but then I'm sort of fend, trying yeah. to fend off this uh, sickness. What if she was trying to you know, get a bit amorous? Well, you still push her away. <laughs> Well, I've got training tomorrow, honey. Okay. Um, so I really started cranking my good old immune boost again, the extreme endurance immune boost. And come today, I'm, I'm good at Rose Roses again. You know, I just started to feel it coming on. I up my dose. Did you hear you some? Sorry. No, no, no. She's sort of stay clear. Stay clear. She's got, she goes to all these she other things. She's got the bottle. She gets all these other things. And I say, just all you need is your immune boost. Yep. Um, so really do find that this makes a big difference I'm crap at taking pills on a really regular basis in terms of taking things twice a day and all that sort Why? of stuff I just can't get into a routine why don't you uh, just do it, uh, associate it with another thing I don't know anyway well, I, just like when you brush your teeth or when you have your morning coffee when I'm, when I'm in the final phase of the race I'm really good at it but I'm just going through training I oh, forgot to take those this morning forgot to take them whenever mm-hmm. but when I'm getting sick Boom, my go-to is just to start cranking the immune boost and really does make uh, a big difference to me. It's got 40 minerals, uh, 40 vitamins, minerals, and I can't even say that word, but uh, nutrients in one bottle. It's only uh, 42 to 42.90 to 44.90 per bottle. If you go recurring delivery, you get yourself a nice little um, discount there. But yeah, really finding that going through the, the, you know, through the winter and trying to fend off you know, sickness, it's making a big difference. How many you take a day? Uh, the dosage is three in the morning, three at night. So yeah. one one container lasts you for a month if you hit it as the 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 recommended dosage. And it's got all your antioxidants in there. And if you go onto xendurance.com, it's got a bit more information around the the antioxidants, the other product benefits, ingredients, and and what have you. And it's got a little clip there from from Sandy as well. Um, but yeah, making a big difference to me staying healthy, which is you know key. Well, for it is hard winter. for us Kiwis going to Kona because mm. it's winter. And we just talked about to Justin about that racing, and you know I'm going to have to try to do a couple of race simulations <laughs> where it's actually. How about you race me, and I'm on a motorbike. Well, I'm happy for you to come and do that. I've got to do. I'm going to do an Olympic distance and try to race it as close as I can to what would be race pace, which is bloody challenging when you're doing it. So I'm a Phil will be out there, and I'm going to try to call in a few other people. You just want to do some uh, bike time trials against you. Yeah, exactly. Time, yeah, and then uh, it's not the same, but yeah. Anyway. Check it out. How about we do it? You have to give them money if they beat you. Who's going to beat me? (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, no, no, but like on the bike. So you get someone who's slightly better than you, maybe slightly, you know, who yeah. can push. And so you get one person yeah. for each leg. Okay, you organize it. I'll do it. Yeah, I've done. Yeah. yeah. Someone sort it out for me. Yeah. So check it out. Ian Wood. Xendurance.com. Um, immune boost. Okay, there we go. That's xendurance.com. Okay, guys. Question. Oh, rant of the week. Okay, John. Uh, Let's do we, it. Haven't got time. Time. we haven't got time for rant of the week. Yeah, well, we, we can't because we've dropped hints at it. We've got time. We, I have to be finished probably in 15 minutes. I've got to be out of here as well. Okay, that's okay. Okay. We've got an email. Okay, now here's a, here's a question for you guys. It's a quiz. <laughs> it's not really a rant of the week. Uh, I, I put it under that heading. But here's a question for you. Who got? Uh, who was the top three male and female finishers in Kona in 2012? And the bonus question, who were the top three in Vegas last year? In the seventy point three world champs, we've got an email this week, guys. I and mean, we've got an email. I can't, I'm not going to name names, but they're just saying seriously, guys. A bit embarrassed, I reckon. You talk about wanting to support the uh, grow the sport worldwide, and how Ironman should promote more events. Yet you, supposed experts on the sport, don't have a clue about who the world championship was champion was last year. Come on! And then after saying that Sebastian Kilney flattered last year in Kona, he didn't. That was in 2012 and didn't have a great race in Vegas last year. He won. You'd say that Jan Fernando, Fernando, Fernando. You can't uh, even pronounce it. What do you I know? I can't even pronounce it. <laughs> I can't get any name right. So don't give me a hard time about that. Only needed to validate in Frankfurt because he was defending world champions. He's not. I listened to the show and quite frankly, I'm embarrassed for the sport as a whole, listening to you guys talk about these things. Just take five minutes to read your facts before the show and pay attention to the show as a whole. You talk about Ironman disrespects the sport, the pros that sometimes. If I was Sebastian Kenley right now, I feel pretty damn respectful of you guys. Some validity there. I do think, you know, in some fairness, I, I would kind of write back and say, yeah, fair cool. But at the same time, I think in two things it did show, 70.3 doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it matters, but it just doesn't carry the same weight. I, I don't. I don't reckon any one of our listeners could name the last five male and female team seven point three champions off the top of the year. I'd, I'd have to sit there. If I gave it some thought. I think I'd get you reckon, reason, reason male and female close. last five years. But if you just a lot of the time when you just ask me these questions, I've got one oh, second yeah, to think I'd about it. it. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, maybe Jan Frodeno won last year. He was in the mix, but now I actually th- thought about it. Thought, so I think it was Sebastian yeah, Kimley. Yeah, he, I remember Jan Frodeno exploding on the run. So I've just got it. it takes me, a, whoever sent this email, it takes me a little while to process things. And when Bevan throws things at me, I sometimes throw a lot at him. him. But to be fair, we should know who the 70.3, it should just come off like that. We should know who the 70.3 yeah. world champ is. And you know what? Um, Freddie Van Leer is current world championship world champion. You asked me this question in a couple of years' time. I reckon I'll be struggling to remember who won yeah. in 2013. I think part of the reason is he's a European and he's not getting the coverage, say, a Crowey or a Macca would get. Yep. Um, and so he he isn't, uh, you know, he doesn't pop up all over the place on the internet. Um, so I think we'll forget about him fairly quickly. But you know, if if you give me five minutes to go back and think about the 70.3s from last year, I could probably just eke it out. But if you ask me the year before. The year before, um, uh, yeah, so I, I thought it was Kenley the year before, but yeah, I might be, able, I might be able to mix was it Crowley the year before? Little, see, that's the thing, we yeah. just sort of struggle our way through. I'm never getting in trouble because we get it wrong, exactly. Um, I didn't do my P's on that, you see. So, in terms of last year, so in fairness to, to fairness to John, is I do, you guys know, God, I'm always checking random questions at him, and he, and to be honest, John's pretty bloody great at this stuff, and you know, we probably should have known the current, okay, yes. we'll give you that much, but overall, we, we, we. I don't think we do that poorly. 
Yeah, so last year at the World Champs, you had uh, a bit nobody could name the second and third place at 70.3. So you had Melissa Hulsteit, which probably, we, we, I, I know that, and I think most people would probably be able to yep. take a fair guess at that. But Heather Jackson, second, Annabelle Luxford was third in uh, 70.3 World Champs last year. And it was Sebastian Keenlay that uh, took out the race. And I do remember Fredino exploding on the run after leading early on. And I would have got Terenzo Bozzoni, even though he's listed as a bloody American on the website was oh, second. That's where they screwed us. And uh, Joe Gambles was in was in third place. And then on the uh, at Ironman t- side of things, I actually went back the year before because we can probably all remember last year. Last year. But um, how many people could remember the top three men from 2012? So if you want to think about that, you could pause right now. Okay, let and me then guess. come back. Let me guess. I'm going to say 2012 was Pete Jacobs. Yep. We were there. Now we were there. God, I was even there, and I can't remember John. How about is that? Pete Jacobs. I can't remember. Okay, who was second? And Andreas Raylert. Oh, second. that's right. He came the in here. Great run. Cost him the race. Yeah, that's right. A great run. Got, yeah, that's right. He was finished about five minutes behind, and he lost four minutes in the swim. And, um, and then he passed someone else. Who did he pass? Van Leerd. Yeah, Van Leerd. that's so, right. He had a great race too. Yeah. And then the girls' side of things. <clears throat> that was a really good race, wasn't it? That was where those four of them were going for it. It was. So then so that you would have been... remember that stuff. Good. And so that was maybe... Did Brenny take it out that year? No. No? No? She was third. <clears throat> How better is that? I can't remember, John. Caroline Stephan was second. Caroline Stephan was second. And then and a was... girl we interviewed down at the... I think it was the Sheridan. Oh, Leander Cave. There you go. Yeah. So... Uh, my point was here I think there's some valid points there we probably should know a bit better and, and definitely we should know the world champion from last year but I do think the thing is it's funny how 70.3 just doesn't have, have the prestige mm. but it is getting you try to ask me flipping Clearwater ones I wouldn't have a clue but I think the prestige is building it's going to take some time but I think these people should be pinned up more so it is it's just a no brainer you'd know it um, they need to be pinning up Sebastian Keenlay and Mel Helstein and, and press all the time and media and just getting them out there a bit more well, how do they make it more prestigious you know, because 17.3 in its own series is a bloody great series. Mm. It's all around the world. The athletes are high level. Mm. You know, like how do they make it so that world championship is that thing where we, we, we just wouldn't forget? I think what they're doing, I mean, what they're doing at the moment is they're increasing prize money. Right direction. I think they're heading in the right direction. It's just, it's just a new, it's just new. Mm. So, there you so go. sorry for the person, but we are trying our best. And I do think we do our bit for the pros. I do think the show definitely. This isn't our job. Yeah, yeah, it's a hobby. <laughs> so questions <laughs> and answers. Okay, Jombo, we've got one quick, something for M. Oh, we're just going to hit this stuff real quick. So M, I've just ordered a stack load of power cookies for uh, for Epic Camp. We're taking them over there. Um, just so you guys know that Camp... Because you're taking them there, are you? Oh, we're taking, I'm taking uh, about 450 bars with us. <laughs> so you boys that are listening, they're coming over. You're going to get some M's cookies. They are good. Uh, Cam Brown and Dylan McNeese are now both taking the cookies and they've both had some sensational races. Um, obviously, Cam Brown has recently smoked it at, uh, was uh, Ken's, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, and he's now on the power cookie train, so good. Good on him. No, he's going to do Metaman, isn't he? I think so. Because that's big prize money. Yeah. Mm, mm. I think the rest of this stuff is we're going to save it some of this for next week. Okay. Um, the only I will say the one other thing that came out this week that we will mention is the Ironman inducing the full refund plan. So you can now basically buy an insurance policy oh, uh, really? when you enter a race <laughs> and uh, you pay. How much do they charge? Well, I asked that question on Facebook and apparently it's. Uh, 
hold on, you pull up the Facebook page. So if you suffer from an injury or unforeseen illness, normal pregnancy or childbirth, including unforeseen complications. Don't go having a baby, Bevan, well, and entering I'm screwed, mate, I'm, I'm buggered. Um, uh, you can participate the covered event. A qualified medical practitioner must certify that you are not able to participate in the covered event. You are, uh, you're on... So these are all the terms and conditions. So, so like it's, military. It's, it's not a case of you can just pull out. Just pull out. It's basically got to be... Uh, Although, come on, you're a doctor, they'll lie for you. Yeah. You if, know. If, if, yeah. So you've got to be basically able to not, not race. So your military, so, traffic accident. Get pregnant. Get pregnant. Get um, injured, injured in a way that you can't race. Injured in a way you can't race. Problems of employee if you get fired maybe. Yeah. Yep. So it's ba- it's forty dollars for a seventy point three and ninety dollars for an Ironman racer. So you ba- ninety bucks. Initially, I thought, oh, this sounds really yeah, good. Ten bucks. Uh, and then I thought, yeah, it's not bad. Ninety bucks to, to transfer. Bucks. Uh, yeah, it's just an insurance policy. It's no. I, it's, it's I just the find thing it. Is. I just find it kind of weird that they're trying to market this and go, oh, this is all great. And we're, we're, so, we're, we're, so we're, help, we're helping. We're so kind. It's like it's just insurance. Insurance never pays. And the thing is. They fill that spot. So it's not like they lose on it anyway. In their defence... If it's very close to the race, they might not be able to. But let's be honest, if it's three months before the race, mm. they're filling that spot again. They're still making the money on your money. Mm. So it's a good little yeah, money grab. <laughs> just just uh, found it kind of... I'd be interested to see how many people... Uh, maybe we should make that next week's discussion. Would you use it? Okay. Would you? No. 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 90 bucks. Yeah. The price point's too high. Yeah. If it was 15... You might go, oh yeah, no, that's fair cool. And they'll probably still make shitloads of money on fifteen dollars. Yeah. But the price point, you're paying what what are you paying to Ryan nowadays? Seven fifty to a thousand. Far out. And then you won't pay another hundred just to guarantee. Mm. But then when you're paying a thousand bucks and you're like, yeah. Don't get pregnant, team. Don't get pregnant. <laughs> Don't get pregnant. <laughs> or if you do, make sure you're taking some insurance. If I was planning on having a baby, then pay, maybe you would. Yeah, but you, probably wouldn't, you wouldn't be planning on having a baby if you're gonna do Iron Man. Well, you might be trying. Some people, you know, you try for years. Some yeah, people, so you might yeah, just be um, in that sort of phase. Stop trying. Yeah. Are we doing another sponsor? Yep. Just quickly do coffeesofhawaii.com because we're going to wrap, wrap, wrap it up. And Bevan, it's t-shirt time again. Oh, found, tell me about I it. I found the perfect one for you: the Island Princess. Oh, this works for me, mate. It's it brings yellow. out my eyes. Yeah, it's got a nice little thing there. Meet, we've, we've discussed the t-shirts before. They meet Bevan's uh, criteria. It's oh, seven, under seventeen dollars fifty. Even with the currency conversion, John. Currency conversion, you make a killing. That's like it's probably make a killing. Twenty bucks. You should bluff and resell them. Take them down. Because John, my twenty-five dollar t-shirt policy is kind of needing to move up nowadays because mm. inflation. Mm. So it's nearly going to have to be a thirty-dollar policy. Not on coffees of Hawaii. No, no. So check it out. They've got uh, the espresso t-shirt. They've got a steak t-shirt. They've got the Island Princess and the Mule Skinner. And then they've got sort of a, just a coffees of Hawaii plain one. But cool designs, cool colours, and good, great way to support one of our sponsors and look pretty funky. They've just got a really nice print on the front. So check it out um, under coffeesofhawaii.com and then they've got under their buy online they've got their nice little apparel and while you're there if you're going to get a gift or something for someone they've got gift cards and you can crank it up and get some people buying the gifts. John, $19.86 New Zealand. Nice. <laughs> it's under 20. I know. It's like I could go to the Spaces, play Spaces for yeah, 10 minutes. Exactly. It's it. Coffee's away. Now do it when you're on there. Buy something from the website. Get some coffee. Just chuck a t-shirt in there. Exactly. You'd be cool. Get yourself drinking the coffee. Get your gifts. Get your t-shirts. No brainer too. Come on Epic Camp and you get coffee or coffees of Hawaii. You don't say no you. brainer much nowadays. Don't I? No. Okay. It's a no brainer that we're going to wrap this bad boy out right now. All sponsors? Coffeesofhawaii.com. Um, no brainer.
Athlinks.com. It's a no-brainer, John. It's Ellie's trial. Do you know what? No-brainer. Get the lights. An extreme endurance. Like the buffer jumbo quickly, your gossip. My gossip, we had our JD duathlon at the weekend. I reckon that it was close. It was going to rain, long range said. What did yeah, I say? Was. Never trust long range. I would, I would like to know the record high temperature that you ever get in July in terms of hot. Because we're, we're middle of winter now. It was 17 degrees centigrade. It was smoking hot. Awesome okay, day. Now, I know it's not smoking out. hot for everyone in the world, but for us here right now it in was. In the middle of winter, yeah. it was ridiculous. So loving that. Uh, going off skiing, taking the kids oh. off skiing tomorrow. Do you um, ski? Uh, I, I Do you really want to ski this close to your no, race? No, I'm not skiing. I'm oh. spectating and supporting and okay. encouraging. Belinda's having a break at home. I'm taking the kids with the, the rest of my whanau down there. And that's pretty much it for my week. Training, smoking it, doing really well. Breakthrough swim last Friday, 10 100s on the 2 minutes 30. Killing it. 10 100s on the 2 minutes 30? Lots of rest. Yeah. And what were you trying to sit on? Uh, 112s. Achieved it. Achieved. Tick. Mate. Bevan, what's happening? We bought a new bedroom suite. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just, just quickly, I know you're wrapping up. But yeah. So when we were doing it, we, I had one joke, and it was a pretty good joke. Yeah. Every suite we looked at, I go to babe, I go, Joe, hey, babe, that's pretty sweet. Nice. <laughs> yeah, she liked that, did she? she no, she not was, at all. But I thought it was chuck- brilliant. She was chuckling away. Yeah, no, no, I just kept on doing it over and over again, and she didn't get annoyed at all. No. Problem is, when you do an annoying, do you ever do annoying jokes to Belinda? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. And the problem is, the more angrier they get, the more you do it. The more you do it, isn't it? Yeah, it encourages yeah. the bad behaviour. It does. So there we go. It was pretty sweet, John. We have our Legends of Triathlon podcast coming out at some stage next week, probably after next week's show. We've done the John, I've never day. seen you wrap up so oh, much. Linda's <laughs> taking the kids to the court theatre this morning, and if I'm not home on time... What time are you going to be home? Uh, 10 o'clock. Oh, you've got 10 minutes. Okay, we're yep. going to wrap it up. I'm Russ. I'm Indo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. kaha.